I wanted to stick to the meditation for one moment sure. with this this silent piece. I know you've done these retreats with Sarah. Are you? This is like a small question with a, a bigger, I think, lead-in. <laughs> but like, can you not talk to each other, but can you kind of meet each other during the retreat, embrace, no. look at each other? Nothing. Nothing. Wow. Not at all. You don't. No. See, so you kind of keep away from people. Yeah, so um, for for a lot of retreats, like we also have non-binary retreats, but for a lot of them, we um, women and men will divide yes. up into like men on this side of the meditation center, women on the other side. Every person has their own individual dormitory, especially at the center that I go to um, in wow. Western Mass. And you are meant to cultivate an atmosphere where you're totally by yourself. Wow. So especially for the long courses, like the 45-day course, you spend that whole day by yourself until about 6 p.m. Um, 6 p.m., the group comes, comes together in the main meditation hall. We'll sit together for an hour, and then we'll listen to a discourse for an hour okay. after that. But that'll be the only time when we're like really all supposed to be together. The rest of the time, we're all meditating either in the meditation hall or in our rooms or in these cells inside of a, a structure called the pagoda, which is this like circular structure where it creates like even like uh, just uh, it's it's an even more conducive environment for meditation because it's mm. really dark in there and you're like by yourself in this small cell it's like it sort of imitates like cave conditions yeah. except you're like in a you know it's a it's an indoor room so it's not like uncomfortable like you would imagine a cave and so like at the 45 day I would spend most of my time in in the pagoda in one of the cells and um I you know I'd just be in there for hours meditating wow yeah has your relationship with your ego changed throughout this? Yeah, it's not. It's not real. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's not real. It's uh, it's so funny, right? Because like, you and I are talking right now. We're having mm-hmm. a conversation. This is true. If yeah. I were to, if I were to mention that, I'm not lying. But at the same time, there's another truth, a deeper truth, yes. the ultimate truth. You and I are not real. Mm-hmm. We are just like subatomic particles that are rapidly coming together in different combinations, quickly arising, quickly dissolving, yes, and incredibly insubstantial and temporary. Mm-hmm. And understanding that truth and being able to live within these two truths actually is very helpful for your mental health because it allows you to sort of detach from this sort of very solid sense of identity that like, I am this way. These are the traumas I've had. This is how it'll be my whole life. It's not like that at all. Identity is actually much more like a moving, changing river Mm. than something solid like a rock. Why do we cling so hard to our identity? I think attachment is like a really defensive survival measure. Like we're really trying to just like assess what's happening and hopefully things stay the same because it doesn't complicate what's happening. You know, it doesn't complicate things even further. So I think a lot of these things are like evolutionary survival mode. It does feel primal at times. It's super primal. Or it's like, yeah, the the clinging to a certain thing has been, I felt that so deeply, especially within relationship. Because you're, I think, coming together. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, you know, not existing, but coming together. <laughs> and it's almost as if parts of you kind of have to die a little bit mm-hmm. in a beautiful way. But it's like the clinging to those parts I've experienced. I think that's the really sort of beautiful and difficult part about relationships is that when you come together, like you're saying, you have to let go. Mm-hmm. You can't get everything you want. You, there's no relationship where you can get every single thing that you crave. I think uh, 
for a lot of relationships, you actually end up getting half of what you want. And the other half is your partner's joy from them getting what they want. Yeah. And right, and that doesn't mean like it's not always drastic, like it's 50 50, you're always going to get half of what you want. A lot of times, your interests will overlap a lot. But there are times where, like, you know, it's something is more meaningful to one person, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, like you really want to go to this art show. I don't want to go, but I love you. I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and you don't say it like that. You're not going to be like a jerk, but it's like, yeah, I could totally not go, but if this is important to you, I'm going to go with you. And then I'm going to see you so happy. And that actually activates the same happiness inside yes. of me because I, I love you. So I want to see you happy. Yes. Yeah. And then they'll go to some like silly movie with you that you really want to <laughs> see and they totally could care less. Yeah. It's like right? this transcendence of like yeah. your own stuff in mm-hmm. a relationship. That's so beautiful. It's just, yeah. and it's like celebrating the other person in such a, a special, special way. I think part of my subconscious resistance to, I'm very interested in this 10 day retreat. My subconscious little bit of resistance to it is kind of this fear around Mm -hmm. the me on the other side and living in the world that we live in. Yeah. Like how do I reckon with the world that we live in (laughs) on the other side of kind of seeing your ego, seeing your being for what it really is. I think it just makes things easier. I feel like there's no other investment that I could make that could more so improve my life. Like every time I go back, like I'll go back, um, you know, I'll do one long course a year and then a few other sort of shorter courses a year just because I'm I'm learning so much. Like you literally Mm. get an opportunity to study universal law. Like you're studying the laws of the universe within the framework of the body. And you understand like this pervasiveness of impermanence. But then when you leave the course and you go back to your everyday life, it just becomes so much easier to Mm. like connect with people, to have compassion towards them, to be able to not take it so seriously when someone says something silly to you or someone's trying to project their anger to you. And it just makes it easier to move with the ups and downs of life so that you're not like struggling against the river of change and you're just flowing with it more so. Yeah. So it's pretty transformative. And I know that like I've met a lot of people over the 10 years that I've been meditating and um, they, you know, they all have changed so dramatically and they're all like really calm and fun people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. They're yeah. all really funny too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, well, I think honestly, you find things more funny or you kind of see the lightness and things. Yeah. You know, when you're not so much in your own head. Um, all right. I'm convinced. I'm, yeah. You got to let me know when you want to go. Yeah, yeah. I would, I, yes, totally. I 100% will. And do you recommend with your partner to, do it at the same time and come together? What have you, you found? You could. I found that it, it works differently for some couples. For some for some couples, it works better if like one partner goes first so they sure. can just totally have their own experience. Yes. Like when you go for your first 10-day course, you're there and you're silent for nine days. And then on the 10th day, you talk and you start extroverting so that you can like get the weirdness out. Because you've been, you know, you've never been <laughs> totally. quiet for nine days. <laughs> um <laughs> But then you end up like meeting all these great people and then like you accidentally find a new best friend and, you know, it just like it makes for beautiful connections. Mm. And it's easier to like make those new connections when you're, you're not there with your partner because, mm. you know, when you're there with your partner, 
then it's just like the two of you like debriefing, debriefing hardcore. Like, yes. you know, how are you? Oh, like, what happened? Like, yeah. Wow. But both of them are beautiful experiences. So it depends on what you want. Wow. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.